good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. This is episode number 308 of the Material Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Anatko. And I'm Florence Ion, and I had to loosen my smartwatch because it's been one of those days. <laughs> where, where the watches has been monitoring your heart rate and saying, uh, Dude, I I don't want no part of this anymore. Whatever is going to happen, I don't want to be there to witness it. You, know you just like I leave me thought, in the bathroom. I thought the smartwatch would like you know perfectly encapsulate all of the stress that I felt that first day of Google I/O, but um, <laughs> apparently it counted me as just like okay. So clearly the <laughs> palpitating that I was feeling was, I guess, in my head. <laughs> Which I couldn't or, tell because my entire face was constantly flush. Hmm. <laughs> or possibly worse that uh, you you being in that kind of like state of like uh, frustration and anger is now just your normal. It didn't it didn't see a deviation from from any other Tuesday. We're recording this by the way dear listeners on Wednesday night a day after uh the Google IO keynote on Tuesday early afternoon here on the East Coast. One more day to go but many most of the shoes have dropped some of them are still poised to do so. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, I really, yesterday I just had such a terrible day yeah. and I kind of tweeted about it. Um, and I'm like trying to think about how much I want to get into it because I feel like I'm somewhat re- removed from it now that I've had time to like, you know, get replenished. <laughs> uh, but it's been, it's been a, it's been an awful week. It started off as an awful week. So this has been, I think, besides the year that I covered Google I.O., like the day after I had broken a fever, um, <laughs> that that was to date the worst Google I.O. had ever covered. But now this one takes the cake for it. Didn't even get to go anywhere. I was just at home. But um, now I want to tell everybody what happened. But before I do, I want to just give a content warning because I am going to talk about uh, sad things happening to an animal. So. Okay. Sorry, but I just want to also give a paint a picture of how wild the world is. Um, So where I live, there's a lot of hills, as we know, California. And uh, there's also a lot of trees and squirrels that live in those trees and squirrels that think power lines are trees that they can put nuts into. Um, A squirrel tried to put a nut into a transformer and uh, it blew up the squirrel I swear to God, this is what happened, by the way, and I'm sorry that this is what happened. Was, was the that transformer now I'm contri- this. The, the, the transformer was a contributing factor? I think, though, it didn't just spontaneously. Yes, obviously. Okay. Just, uh, just yeah, making so, sure. Because what happened is the next. It's okay, so this was Monday. So Monday that it happened, the power like went out for a couple hours. I was like, oh no, this sucks. I'll get back to my work later. That was fine. I didn't have like anything I had to do on Monday. That was super <laughs> pressing. Come Tuesday. It is eight. I had been up. I got up at five thirty on Tuesday. I got my butt out of bed and into like fresh clothes, like when it was still, you know, really cold out because we're still in springtime right now. Um, I got into the car and I went. And I got myself coffee and a breakfast sandwich and everything ready to cover this keynote. And then the lights start flickering in my room, and I'm like, "Oh God, what's going on?" Only my modem goes out. My cable modem. I'm like, huh, that's weird. I wonder if there was a short in one of our, you know, one of the sockets in my room or something. Well, that sucks. So I just turn on tethering until my husband can get to it. All of a sudden, the entire house power just like goes off. 
Yeah, apparently another Transformer connected to that line. Because what happened is that the squirrel incident happened on like the other side of a playground. And then on the other side of it is another like Transformer box where all of our, like all the whole block is connected. That just like blew up for some reason. Hmm. Maybe so it was then, maybe it was the squirrels taking retribution because I know that like in a baseball game, like if uh, one if one batter gets hit by, gets hit by a pitch, like the next uh, when the next team is at bat, probably their first batter is going to get hit by a pitch too. I don't know if it's the same thing with squirrels. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but <clears throat> I mean I feel terrible about this this, right. this poor squirrel R.I.P. But the thing that scared me the most is we almost had like a really massive grass fire because of it. And so the fire yeah. department had to come and like put that out on Monday. And then Tuesday, we just had like a transformer explode underneath all of our houses. And PG&E came out and I guess they basically took the whole like grid for our block and going down the street down without telling us. And yeah. because of how much... so. The reason this is like so stressful is not just because this happened right before I needed to cover Google I.O., but because the past couple of years we've had blazing fires in California, a majority of which have been started either by downed power lines or faulty power line hardware maintained by PG&E. They have gone bankrupt paying back the families, some of which uh, one of the families is in my family. So it's like it's just a really heady thing for me. To like have this happen and yeah. to know that what is actually happening is that PG&E has to take down the entire grid right before I'm about to like do this developers conference. I was planning on being on showing my complete badassery <laughs> to my editor and I felt so <laughs> deflated. I was just like, of course. and listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I burst into tears eventually yeah. because it was just too much at one point because um, my laptop had died. I have a very, you know, I have an older laptop that I'm still holding on to, but I have like this perfect workflow that I haven't transferred anywhere else yet. It's like the most perfect workflow. And when I don't have that, everything crumbles. So I try, I'm like furiously trying to get everything set up on my Chromebook last minute. I'm doing it off off of LTE, all while listening to the keynote in the background. It just felt really chaotic. Give me Huge, like, you know, it was just an awful, awful yeah. time. And at the end of it, I still ended up, like, getting the work done that I needed to do. The power eventually came back on. Like, everything was restored. And today, it was, like, nothing. <laughs> today was just, like, a normal day. But it's just been... Yeah, there's there, there are days where you feel as though God has a big screen TV that God loves loves sitcoms, and he decided that you're going to be starring on the sitcom he watches today. I think I said about 17 times, God is testing me today. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the okay, book of flow. So, okay, this is so silly, and and I am sharing this as a very intimate thing. But um, you know, uh, it's no surprise. I mean, this, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, Andy and I are like whatever. I guess we're. We kind of have the same beliefs, I, I would think. We, 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 our, our, our Venn diagram has a large area of intersection, I think would be safe yeah. to say. Yes. Yeah. So on weeks like this, I use God lowercase when I type out God <laughs> as a way to just be like, <laughs> I'm not having it, dude. <laughs> it's like, which like, like if you, yeah, if you went like to President school, Bart- you'll Bartlett understand. in the National Cathedral cursing out God <laughs> in Latin and then stubbing out a cigarette in the middle of the floor. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, that was kind of like, yeah. You so anyway. Bug. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, they're, 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 see, the thing is, the, when you're in situations like that, the, the, you can't go forward without, like, you've got this big ball of emotions that are like gumming up your gears, and you got to find a way to eject that. And for me, some, for, uh, fortunately, like, a, or unfortunately, like living alone and working alone in an office, uh, a home office means that if I have to, <laughs> if I have to curse and scream for five minutes straight, usually not. It's not like you know, ah, animal scream. It was like I saw you, you do that, Andy. Stu- stupid. I couldn't dirt, even dirt. like. It, it and the thing is, it does. It does bring like these kind of moments to bring out the worst in you. And I guess yeah. I should just be thankful that it didn't happen to me in the middle of the press room at IO where I would have been with like, you know, oh, I, people I, who yeah. would maybe potentially hire me. Well, see, that, well, that's, so well, like... that's different because I do think that <laughs> your, your, your brain has uh, the, the, the system monitor inside your brain, something inside there recognizes that, well, actually right now she's alone, like in her workspace, there are no witnesses except for people that know her and love her. It's okay to get this out. My poor Whereas, family. If you, if My you poor family. <laughs> Everybody, everybody was just like my my cousin who watches my kid every day. She's just like <laughs> she's like hushing. She's like shh, shh, Mona, Mona, not right now, not right now. Just like taking her outside. <laughs> like my husband is just like sitting upstairs. And I'm just cursing, like just yelling. Yep, yep. It was it was bad. But listen, guys, we did it. Like I I'm here to talk about Google I/O. Like I still yep. sat through sessions today. I did something actually kind of. Uh, not, I don't want to say cathartic, but it was kind of cool to be able to like, usually Google IO is such a tiring event. Not that it wasn't, you know, just <laughs> covering it. But this time I was able to like listen to a session and I kind of like reorganized my closet a little bit. So that, was, <laughs> that was nice. Just like learning about some, some things and, you know, learning about <laughs> app actions and just like moving around some boxes, you know, you making know, things I've, a little I've more tidy. I've never really been a fan of shoe trees before, but maybe that would work for that corner of the closet, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the background, there's like, you know, <laughs> some Android developer talking about something very, you know. Um, so, Meanwhile, yes, I, we I found came to a talk. way to completely cloak all of your data harvesting techniques underneath what seems to be a font manager. So any security researchers who look for open processes will not notice that you're actually harvesting every single keystroke. Wow. Wow. That's (laughs) deep. That's Andy. I feel, you know, we should get into it because there's like a lot to get. There's into. a lot to get into, so perhaps we should proceed. So I can, I, I will, I will save until next week my discovery, of my accidental discovery of like YouTube, the first time a YouTube beef or a, I don't know what you call it because this is so brand new that. to me. I accidentally the uh, I'll this will be my <laughs> teaser for next week when I one of my favorite YouTube creators I has they have so many videos I really like that the other day I thought. Gee, you know that video that they recorded like last year? I think I'd like to see that again. Then I was, oh, wow, that's been taken down. Gee, I wonder why. Oh, wow. And the other one that's kind of similar to it from the previous year got taken down. I wonder why. Then I did a Google search and then two hours later realized that, oh, wow, there is no subject on YouTube that cannot Ooh, result I can't. I'm writing myself a note right now to make sure I remember. <laughs> it's already in next week's notes, but you're absolutely right. Perfect. We need to talk. We have lots and lots of stuff to talk about Google I.O. That is our show tease for the rest of the day. Uh, And so we'll be back with all that stuff after this message. 
This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? Whether it's driving people to your products, collecting sales leads for your company, or providing customer service with a contact form. When these critical transactions fail, you lose out on business. Not to mention the bad experience for your users. But there is a solution. Transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, transaction monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout forms or login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will notify you the moment there is a failure over SMS, email, or via your favorite apps like Slack, Ops Genie, and PagerDuty. Depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who's alerted and how they get the notification. Don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first to know. And it's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to buy, use code material at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the show and RelayFM. So let's talk about uh, Google I.O. Let's start off by talking about uh, records, let's say, because this was this might have been one of the longer ones. One hour, 55 minutes and 58 seconds, according to the official Google I.O. keynote video Tuesday, uh, from Tuesday. Uh, this I, I think they've been, there have been longer ones, but usually they're a lot shorter than this. Certainly the, the competing Apple keynotes are usually a lot shorter than this. The other records that before we go, we should probably start uh, uh, giving our awards to uh, video speedruns, speedruns of the official Google I.O. keynote. Uh, the Verge edited it down to 16 minutes and 10 seconds for mm-hmm. spot number three on the podium. CNET blew that away with a time of 10 minutes and 24 seconds for their uh, edit recap. But of course, uh, if you, you got to accuse them of of either juicing or having inside knowledge google themselves probably is the number one the gold medalist cut it down to eight minutes 39 seconds so if you're trying to just get the gist of exactly what was presented there yeah instead of one hour 50 nearly 56 minutes less than nine minutes will kind of deal with it uh they they had kind of a weird hybrid presentation too whereas uh, apple has been doing mostly pre-taped stuff like they will spend whatever time they need to just present it pr- produce like a one hour long video yeah. even like the the host segments that tim cook does are kind of uh, are pre-recorded pre-done and they just edit it uh very very slickly together this mm-hmm. was I, I hate to i hate to say that it sounded it gave the appearance of like one of those religious broadcasting sort of things where it was, they were all on the the Google campus. There were a few tables of like Googlers around like socially distanced. So there are people who can go clap, clap, clap. Oh, wow. That was really, <laughs> that was a and funny I think joke. They were, I think I'm definitely think they were on their Mountain View campus and everybody yeah. just kind of showed up that day. They were socially distanced. Most of them were wearing masks. It looked like a nice, you know, California morning, the kind that you would have on campus. So I, I, you know, it was the same, I guess, vibe at Apple. Well, it it was fine. And they kept going uh, to uh, live shots to other locations and other speakers as uh, forms of transitions. And again, it was fine. It just seemed a little bit cumbersome, particularly when you're talking about like a two hour long uh, presentation. Uh, But uh, what, uh, what did you, let's, let's, let's start off by talking about the, the, those two hours overall, like how how did you the, the parts of it you were able to actually watch, <laughs> perhaps, like what did you think of it? Like what what kind of a message were they sending? 
Well, I have to give it up to my coworkers because they were really good about kind of keeping me privy to what I needed to pay attention to. But there was there was a period of time in our in our chat where it was just kind of quiet. Yeah. <laughs> because and it wasn't until the and listen, I'm going to bring it up, okay? We were not we're not going to get like super into it in this episode, but they had this presentation for the Lambda AI that they're working on and it was supposed to be like some computer generated you know, thought <laughs> for the not planet Pluto, uh, which by the way was a complete like subtle troll that <laughs> just like I knew exactly what they were trying to do when they mentioned Pluto when Sundar Pichai was like, and my favorite planet, Pluto. And it's like, I see what you're trying to do. I'm not going to, I'm not taking the bait. What? I'm not uh, taking the bait. I, I missed that. What? <laughs> because Pluto's not a planet. Oh, okay. Right? It's not a planet anymore. It, 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 as, as the political climate uh, keeps flip-flopping <laughs> left and right, it depends on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm, but yeah, I'm kidding. That, that, but that, that was that was a bit of weird. The paper airplane part was very reaching for me. It was like, here's the thoughts of a paper airplane that soars in the air, and, and I was just like, <laughs> I was actually more yelling than actually paying attention to the demo. I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, that was because I just couldn't wrap my head around it, it at was, all. It was super weird, and we're going to be talking about this tech, <laughs> the, the the research technology stuff like near the end of the show today. But it was part of demonstrating uh, new artificial intelligence based uh, combination of search and being able to have like non specific conversations uh, and exchanging information. And the way they decided to do it is they created as a demo of this. Uh, canned, uh, canned uh, demonstrations of uh, like it, it, let's say Chat that you want to create let's, let's let's say you want to create a great a great paper airplane, and now an, an adult would do hey how do I create a great paper airplane and then maybe this the the conversation engine whatever say oh well depends what you mean by good like some people want a paper airplane that flies straight some people just wants to stay in the air like oh well I want it to stay in the air a long time okay well then you would probably want one instead instead it was high I, it's like it's it's like a, uh, I can't I can't believe that YouTube has not been full of like dramatic monologues from like Juilliard said I am a paper airplane I am very, very honored that you're choosing to talk to me right now. But what would you like to know about me? A lot of emotion. <laughs> There's a lot of emotion exuded in that. And uh, yeah. So... A lot of people don't understand that it is the stiffness of my paper that allows me to stay aloft for quite some time. As I soar, soar, soar. I'm from the hand of my creator into the whims yep. of Earth's atmosphere. I've no, like a like a passing zephyr that I must I ride, rather it not be knowing that. where I shall once be, or if my creator is it's way more entertaining simply than what happened. Me. I'm yes. just saying, <laughs> uh, it, it was definitely a developer keynote for Absolutely. developers, and I know that that's something that developers listening to our podcast are like, Doug Ice, it's a developers conference, which I agree. <laughs> I agree, but you have to understand that we've been without this Google Keynote for a year. We didn't have one last year. I, and so I was kind of hoping for, I don't know, I was hoping Google would maybe take the platform to reestablish itself and like yeah. have a re-coming out party. You know what I mean? Like, even if it was a virtual thing, 
they still did it on their campus. Yeah. Look how much Apple did like the drone flyby flybys of its campus and just like, <laughs> oh yeah, look at that like beautiful symmetry of the buildings. And, uh, you know, thanks I for think- those 42% markups, losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it would have been, you know what? Google could have flexed that way. Like, look at us. Our campus is right next to a gorgeous shoreline and there's like... <laughs> There's crane birds that fly everywhere, you know, but the, instead it was just a lot of very deep insider. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You're right. I was disappointed for a couple of reasons. One, because it's the developer keynotes where there isn't specifically targeted towards, hey, this this is the keynote. This is the media event in which we're going to be launching this year's uh, this year's phone, or this is the event in which we're going to be releasing the new operating system. When a company does a developer keynote, it's usually an opportunity for them to present a sort of state of the union uh, mm-hmm. because that that's relevant to developers It's to say, well, here's why we were hoping that you're going to continue. You're going to be excited about continuing to develop for us in our, in this platform, because here is where we stand as a company. Here's where we, here's the kind of technology and the kind of ideas and the principles that we think are important moving forward. And we're going to be expressing that through these products and these new APIs and this new operating system. And there really wasn't any of that. There wasn't even a, a lot of, uh, I was I was expecting them to to continue this campaign to the United States government and the EU and other governments that we are a valuable company we we provide lots of services that a, a kajillion people depend on day after day after day and we monetize it through ways that most of our users find acceptable certainly more acceptable than having to pay a thirty or forty dollar a month subscription in order to access uh, get get access to uh, job listings and, and government benefits it was really as you say a developer focused thing it was also a very research focused thing. I mean, if you if you were if you were doing yeah. the the Google I/O keynote drinking game, and like the the drink phrase that you had been assigned was be sometime between now and the end of this year, like you you were bombed, you were like obliterated by the end of the first hour, first half hour, because okay. it was a lot of this was oh, wow, that's a really great thing, and we expect to hopefully have this rolling out with some of our select partners by the end of the year. Like mm-hmm. okay, yeah, no, my drinking game was how many times they said we want to make this more inclusive, we yeah. want to be inclusive. I'm sorry, it's we're gonna get into True. it, but it just it I could sense the messaging coming through i could see the writer's room in my head you know when you like watch a you know a sitcom and you really study it and like you start to kind of understand the writer's room i was like that with the simpsons for instance like you could tell between a conan o'brien episode and like somebody else right in the original seven seasons well you know what google io felt a little like it veered i mean look every google io is very much like Thank you, developers, for being here. We are great, <laughs> right? It, that's listen. I don't fault the company for doing that. That's the whole point of it. You want to rile those people up. You want them to put right. stuff on your platform. But I couldn't help but feel like this keynote in particular just reeked of damage control, hmm. like just reeked of it. And it was very hard to pay attention to the things that would normally excite me because I just kept being like. Okay, inclusion. You know what? I, I, Another I see shot. what you mean. Because there were, there were a few things that I thought that were some of the, let's say, most compelling uh, reveals and announcements, but they do fit a larger narrative of 
please don't please forget about all that all that coverage that we've been receiving over the past couple of years about how rake. transgender employees and people of color who work for our company have been felt like they've they've been held back and held down by uh, by our culture and our management. Never mentioned gender before in any IO like keynote that I've been to in eight years, and I'm just like. Yeah. Oh, we're bringing gender into this. Okay. <laughs> yep. Well, let's, let's uh, we'll take a break and start talking about specifics. Um, yeah. I'll I'll just cap this off by saying that um, after the after the keynote was over and I'm looking at like all the notes that I took, I have to say that I was I was disappointed by it because I was kind of hoping for a lot of oh well here's like the subtext here's how we are unscrewing up. Uh, Android on tablets because we're revitalizing it with these new ideas. Here's how we are unscrewing up uh, uh, wearables because here's what here's the specific pl- here's a specific announcement that we're now making and there are announcements there too. So I was disappointed for the lack of that kind of specificity. However, like after I uh, after I had my dinner, after I had a, a couple hours off from like having to like just not have to think but type <laughs> what I'm hearing mm-hmm. and start to look at things, a lot of this research was really really interesting. It was uh, it was very much the opposite of an Apple style keynote. Not only because it was long and not terribly interesting, but also because. Whereas most Apple announcements tend to be of the characteristic of, oh, and now we have this new version of the of the iPad Pro that has this new processor. It's really fast. Now we've upgraded the camera and now it's available in rainbow colors, which are all great. And they've been innovating in hardware like mad. But a lot mm. of this, the most interesting stuff from the Google Keynote is that we are making a series of breakthroughs and things that you have never seen before or that it's only been in like science fiction before. And we're it's still and oh, the 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 other the the second worst uh, or the give, uh, after after your phrase the third worst drinking game phrase was this is still early going in the research phrase <laughs> because that that came out a lot too yeah so, I just uh, I just set that up you know in my uh, automation to write that in to my articles <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> so we're we're gonna we'll, we'll, we're gonna come back and start talking about Android twelve and Material U mm-hmm. right after this. This episode of Material is brought to you by Rocket from Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Rocket. Quiz time. Do you know what the first original podcast was that Relay FM produced? It was Rocket. And they're now over 300 episodes strong. Every week, mostly without fail, Christina Warren, Simone de Rochefort, and Brianna Wu make it weird on Rocket. Rocket covers all the hard tech news of the week, but in a fun way, from the latest Apple news to scams with fake blood testing companies, Rocket is there. If you're looking for an episode to start with, try episode 300, Dessert. Brie, Simone, and Christina find turkey dinner flavored candy corn on the internet. They then try it on the air, and uh, it really doesn't go well. Become the fourth member of Christina, Brie, and Simone's gang by going to relay.fm slash rocket, or search for Rocket wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, in the t- <laughs> in the entire two hours, I think there are probably two things that are were like legitimately like big and specific in the sense that they are relatable to like how you're going to be using Google hardware and software and OSs and services in the coming year, and they're also kind of easy to 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 grok. Uh, By I the think- way, <laughs> did you notice I'm wearing my Google I/O sweater? I did, and I'm wondering why I don't have a Google I/O sweater. I have not received a Google I/O sweater, and I use Google a lot. Did you? Did you? Oh, talk about that offline. But 
I got it with about my registration. How much Google hates me and doesn't no. want me to have nice things. No, 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 no. I got it with my press reg. Oh, okay. Yes, it came with the press reg. Actually, no, it came. I think it came for everybody. Everybody got a shirt. Okay. I don't know. But anyway, I'm wearing Google I.O. swag. So just thought I would let everybody know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted us for that. No, no. Take you away from our time for that useless bit. No, uh, no, it, it, it wasn't useless in that it I need made, to give you that time back. <laughs> it, made, it made me realize that, again, Google sees my name well, even in the automated like list a, and says, like a jerk. no, Should no. I not show you the pins they gave me, too? I understand. I saw. I saw the box. Apparently, there were pins and also some sort of a cover mug. Yes, it was the same mug that they sent out for the um, the event that was in October. So, in case anybody was curious about the the boxes that went out, because <laughs> I saw people anyway. Anyway, uh, so material um, U, material U, Y O U, not as in university. Uh, now, uh, this is a material U is. What they're really, really hyping as uh, our first really big relook at the our design yeah. language since 2014. Yeah, uh, Matthias Duarte came out uh, in a very, very spectacular shirt with a lot of like guru ruminations before handing it off to somebody else with uh, lines like "emotion is essential and beauty is personal." And what if form followed feeling instead of I, function? I do think. Listen, I have a respect for artists like that. Okay, I'm no, not no, just I, saying I'm this. Not, is I'm not Matthias. denigrating that. I'm thinking that uh, this is no, this I, is. It's, it's, I think it's quite welcome when yeah. instead of getting to, well, first of all, we've made adjustments to the API and reflection that uh, multiple dot pitches are now with P1. Well, I mean, and how but, beautiful but when you, to have somebody think about Android in that way. Like, right, right. And it does look beautiful from those leaks. Yeah, absolutely. There's been. Uh, I actually preferred uh, both Android and, uh, and iOS got huge UI updates roughly at the same time, mm-hmm. and I thought that Material was way more successful than what they did to I think it uh, to that version of iOS oh, yeah. because iOS was it was Johnny Ive to the extreme. It was there must be there must be ways we can turn more pixels on the screen into just white. And make sure that nothing calls attention to itself or makes you think that this is the important thing that you need to tap on to make something happen. Whereas Material had a colorfulness, a sense of joy, a sense of style about it. A floating action button? Yeah. I mean, how cool is a fab? It's literally in the name. It's fabulous. (laughs) It was was pretty darn cool. (laughs) Material use seems to be a, a really good step forward there. Uh, as well, uh, because it's a lot more action oriented. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's a lot more. Uh, uh, it, it eases. It, it, there are a lot of transitions that that I was really focusing on, mm-hmm. like how now when you like when you wake up the screen, we push like the sleep wake button. Like a, the see. light sort of radiates from the location of the sleep wake button across the screen, and when you transition, when one button transitions to like another place or another place. Uh, an animation moves you from one place to another instead of like teleporting you there. What I was the thing I was thinking about was oh. uh, kind of like the difference between uh, traveling traveling to New York City via an airplane, like from Boston, versus traveling by train. Whereas the old material would get you there via plane. We're not talking about speed here. 
like meaning that you spend a certain amount of time in this like nether world in which you are nowhere before you get at your destination. When you're on train, you feel the movement from Boston to right. New York City. Um, that you've got, you've actually installed it on your device. I I haven't done that yet. The developer course preview version one has excuse, excuse the beta. Is it beta one or no? It would be beta one, isn't it? It's beta one. Beta mm-hmm. one. I don't. I only have yeah. one phone that would run it, and it is my primary phone. So I was waiting to find out how solid it was. This is this is a Pixel four A five G. Um, I am using this as sort of like the test bed. I'm also actually testing kid stuff on it. So, um, because I'm, I'm kind of getting into that realm just as a side note, Sure. but, um, you know, there is no, the thing is, is the interface that you were inter the interface that you're interacting with the home screen, <laughs> the gen Andy's not going to see this at that brightness. The home screen is very much like just the same. The thing, the real difference is in the notification shade. That's yeah. where you start to see Where's the bubbles. It's a little very like little dots with descriptions now they're like big mm-hmm. wide colored rectangles flashlight oh, lavender dark you got, theme. You got oh. lilac lavender or yeah. lilac yeah yeah and then um lavender i guess cuz i tried to match this like neon wallpaper yeah. that i got going and i, I got to tell you though it doesn't look good <laughs> because the <laughs> the icons are not the icons and the widgets are still this like cacophony you know yeah. mess of differing designs perhaps the only thing about widgets that's really different is this rounded edge that they're adding to some of the box widgets. Uh, The widget screen is different as well. I'm just showing Andy through the (laughs) webcam, by the way. The widget screen is a little different. Um, It's like now a menu screen. Yeah. So instead of like- just like go through and then when you need something, you tap on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I still have like so much to dig into this, but I am a little bummed that I can't play with the new theming engine just yet that that was one of the big highlights where there's they're highlighting um a couple of different reasons why a user interface design language has to be adaptable one of which simply being that uh, you're moving from so many different forms of devices that if a developer writes an app targeting uh, writes an app it has to be the user interface has to flow and change so that on a smaller screen things are a little bit bolder things are a little bit stronger Uh, on a folding screen as you make the transition from close to open that user interface needs to do some sort of an animated transform to lead someone into the new uh, into the new experience and also just simply on a on an idea of personalization uh that uh a i think they're calling quote a mode for every mood uh, and saying one of the features they were showing off is uh, adaptive system palettes where what it will take a look at whatever you've got set as your wallpaper mm-hmm. and take create a harmonious color palette uh, for the system that would also apply to individual apps through that uh, through that wallpaper I don't even know how to show this to you, but so I'm going to try and describe it. When you tap on, so I set up a password uh, pin unlock for this particular phone, and when you tap on a button, it it goes from circle to like rounded squircle or something, <laughs> yes. uh, and then it it highlights, and uh, then it sort of stops, and it's just this very like fluid movement, but there is motion, inherent motion in it. And then when you uh, push through on a menu item, there's this nice little like opaque overlay that sort of like comes in and adds a little bit of texture to the button that you're pushing on. And it just makes it like feel tangible 
it's uh, this is the reason that I love using Android. Like it's the design for me has always been like, I love this. I love that there's like a language to this. I love how excited the people are about making this. And and look, yeah, Apple makes nice stuff. But um, the way Apple talks about it is a little different. Than Android, I, than I've, Google. So the, the stuff that I've seen so far has been really impressive. Like just as simple as so you've got the you've got a, a clock on uh, on your lock screen. You're as an uh, always on display, uh, mm-hmm. but now you've unlocked it. and You're going to the desktop. Now it's you, you have a transition between this mm-hmm. this uh, this digital readout that's in the middle of the screen to where it has to float and transform to land at the place where it is uh, where the clock display is going to be on your on your home page uh, on your home screen. And I was, I kept, you and I were sort of talking on Twitter about ways to use these like adaptive palettes. My, one of my first thoughts was that, oh man, we, uh, I, I don't, I'm not a big, I'm not really, really active in changing my wallpaper, but I would, one of the things I would absolutely do is change the color palette to match whatever my, my phone case color or pattern was. Yeah. And it would be great if there was some sort of a system setting where I could just take off the, take off the, the, the case put it on my desk, aim the camera at it, and it would automatically build like a system palette. So it looked like the palette <laughs> looked like this phone was, that's actually the natural color uh, of the phone itself. Cause that's how everything simply works inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can even use, you can even use it for your outfit or you're, you're mentioning your nail color. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I am. So I subscribe to a couple Patreons that they're just artists who like live around the world and make beautiful art that I found on like, reddit or instagram and they usually will be like thanks for supporting my art here's the phone wallpaper every month right yeah i've been collecting those i have like a dropbox folder just full of artists like basic basically wallpapers i've paid for over the last like year and a half um and i've gone into you know i've always been a themer though like if you read any of my articles from the time i started covering this stuff i'm always like (laughs) having some weird situation going on with my home screen (laughs) so at least this material you would will make it look a little more uniform versus i just wish that i could still do the icons thing um that's one reason i like the oneplus interface Mm -hmm. i like changing my icons so they also showed off a lot of features of android 12 not nearly as many features as uh like gizmodo and other sites showed off after they themselves got their hands on the on beta one and started doing their own compilation of features and, and stuff like that uh they did mention talk about android 12 that they had recently passed the three billion active android users worldwide which is, wild. Which is nutty we keep that- growing every like we keep growing a billion it feels like these last couple of ios yeah um I do wish that they would break that out into how many how many of those are running Android 11, Android 10, how many are well, still on, on that, how many are, are cupcake? Yeah, exactly. So cuz <laughs> the, there's there's so many users that are using like uh, uh, like candy bar phones, blister pack phones, just basic use phones. There are a lot of devices blister that aren't pack. phones or communications devices that are just running Android just as a mobile version of of Linux. And but still three billion. That's 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 demonstrably a larger number than it was last year. That's a, still, quite a large, significant portion of the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, <laughs> Android has such a big importance worldwide because there are people who can't afford iPhones <laughs> all across the world. There are people that are like, "Well, what can you give me for a hundred dollars?" And the answer at Apple is, 
I can give you the URL ebay.com where you might be able to buy a used iPhone 5 for less than $100, but I can't sell you a brand new smartphone that can do tap to pay and all the things that you, and, and Weibo and all the stuff that you need uh, to actually get think actually uh, live, drive, and survive uh, in, the, in the modern world. They, um, but as far as the, they didn't get too deep into Android 12 features, I think that tactically speaking, they were very interested in showing off a lot of the privacy features. And there's some significant privacy features, one yeah. of which is, I think, which I would love to see on every single device I use, iOS or whatever, uh, an actual full a full privacy dashboard where it's just showing you almost on an event mm-hmm. by event basis. Here's what uh, here is what has been accessed and used in the past in, in the past 15, 20 minutes. And you could say, well, wait a minute, why was this why was this app doing this? And then you could tap and suddenly uh, revoke or adjust uh, privacy protections. They've added uh, m- new protections to the camera and microphone uh, that uh, most phones, obviously, they're not going to have a hardware switch to physically electrically disconnect the camera and the microphone. But now you do have the ability to, at the system level, uh, re- basically turn off all communication between any app, all apps, and the camera and microphone. So as far as any apps are concerned, the, the microphone and camera are physically turned off, which is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And little dinguses in the in the in the status bar, just like on iOS, that informs that that turn on to show yep. you that oh, by the way, something something's accessing the camera right now, something's accessing the microphone right now. Yeah, I noticed that they. Um, I think they've they might be feeling a little relieved that they don't have to push the security privacy thing so hard as they have in recent in the the past years because they've actually done a lot to sort of try and be as transparent as they possibly can. My only thing about all this stuff though, is I have no problem using it, but I'm still trying to figure out how to teach other people to use this stuff because it's still not, it's not an innate thing to know how to use a security panel, but Hey, yeah, it's it's definitely a step forward, and they 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 didn't do any digs against Apple. The only one the only one being that um, they were mentioning how uh, their private compute core works, which is uh, on device audio and language processing, and how uh, well we actually were. I don't think they they were mentioning. They, I don't think they made it open source, but they mentioned that it's the code is open for outside verification certification. And I have, actually had to write down this quote: "Oh, we're the only mobile operating system that does this." Unquote. Implying that, well, you know, Apple doesn't let you check, uh, uh, double check, and the answer to that would be, mm. well, we don't. We trust Apple. We don't. We don't you, trust exactly. you. That's why. Was, that's why it was a good idea for you doing this. <sighs> Um, now the other thing that they were uh, that was again big in in terms of this will affect a lot of people this year and there's definitely <laughs> dates for the, this is not an experimental thing are uh, big big fundamental changes to the Google Google Work apps the Google Workspace mm-hmm. uh, they're not not a reinvention of the thing but they've got a new system they're calling Smart Canvas that tries to um, tries to minimize the appearance of Google Docs as being three or four different web apps that interact well with each other and try to turn it into more of a single unified experience, particularly if you've got multiple people who are working on a group project to make them all feel as though they're connected to each other in the same workspace, as opposed to simply, oh, well, you have permission to access this document. Okay, well, I can see this note that flow left on onto this thing. Uh, so uh, still not going to help 
people working on school projects together, by the way. It, it doesn't matter. There's no way to democratize yeah. that. It's just hell. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, and it start, this, uh, these feature, smart canvas features are, are rolling out starting immediately, uh, available to everybody, not just the commercial users. Uh, and like you I said- You can see it, it in our Google Docs already. Well, no, it is. It, <laughs> like I said, I have been, this, this, one of the things that was slowing me down writing the doc this time, because I was trying to, one of the, one of the ways of, trick, of, uh, of tricking some of these features is uh, is the at symbol. Every time you type the at symbol, mm-hmm. that's sort of the, uh, as terms of user interface, that's you- asking uh google workspaces hey you what do you know what i want to put in there take a guess at what it is so i don't have to do it myself so for instance you could be in the middle of uh of uh of uh, writing up a project and here's the there is the point in the doc where i want to have like a task list and you just hit the hit the at symbol and amongst the elements you can now drop into this document is here's a task list or here is a template for uh, for a status thing, or here is a new a new story, a new act in the uh, in the well, material. I can put a contact. Server. All I can right, do exactly. is that's, put a contact right now. Right, exactly. At this point, if you type at, uh, it will give you a list of here are your most most likely contacts. Now I can drop in a link to. Uh, well, I didn't whoever. do that before. So that was cool. It did, it did that before. <laughs> that was like from October. Uh, but uh, they, they're, they're calling these they're calling these things smart chips, uh, and they're basically smart objects. So then they're, uh, they're uh, they, the doc they put up to kind of explain the background of this. It uh, immediately will work for, excuse me, the first wave, I guess, is working with people, files, events, and making intelligent selections. So that instead of, you could, and you could certainly attach a file before, but now you don't have to go through multiple steps. You can, at the appropriate point, which I have not figured out yet, if, it, <laughs> if this feature is even live yet, now it's simply part of the document as that link goes and you can also immediately it's also uh, connected for instance through google meet so that when someone leaves a note of course you can you can instead of if if they are assuming they're in the next cubicle or they're they're also religiously saying well technically i'm working from home which means that from nine o'clock to five o'clock i am available to have chats with people Instead yep. of having to leave this workspace and go to someplace else for Google Meet, you can just simply pop them up inside that document and have a conversation about what you're doing. Presentations, too. You don't necessarily have to go into Google Slides to present something to the group. You can present directly from uh, from Docs or Sheets. A lot of the stuff is only affecting Google Docs first. And it's going to be coming to Google Sheets a little bit later. But it's it really is uh, sort of a broadside against the Microsoft Office suite, which has been doing, which has been and quite intentionally moving towards uh, a, a web experience, but always has been like the ultimate co- collaborative experience, and also kind of targeting at all of the like task managers and all of the group managers that mm-hmm. uh, people have been creating as sort of adjuncts to Google docs. So this might be a lot, there might be a lot of independent developers that are saying, here's why our doc is, here's why our man, our task manager for Google docs is do Google, Google projects is no, not com- is absolutely not obsolete here. <laughs> please believe us, please. And by the way, we are now selling 10 year subscriptions that you can at a 75% at a 25% discount. Just please pre pre have faith in us because we feel as though a lot of people are not going to believe in us for the next year or two. Once they find out that this is what Google, that Google wants to put us, put us out of business. Woof. Yeah. So that's a, that's going to be a lot of, a lot of cool stuff going on there. Um, But after this, we're going to be talking about, uh, we call it the, maybe we call this the professor and Marianne, a lot of things that don't have a singular theme, but are worth talking about nonetheless, right after this. 
Well, we spoke before about how Google was announcing some what I thought were very, very interesting and very, very important in their way features and tweaks to existing features that also happen to if they for those who feel as though Google needs to do damage control over how they deal with. Uh, people of color within their own mm. company, women within their own company, uh, people who are not cisgender within their own company, that would also have addressed uh, some of some of those things or at least helped tamp down some of the criticism or, I don't know, whatever. Um, one of which is uh, more most Whatever's obvious correct. is uh, what you'd call more inclusive image processing. It has never been a secret, although it has been not widely enough uh, published or making people aware of that imaging technology whether it's film whether it's uh, image sensors anything has always had a bias towards white people to making white people look really really good even the chemist chemicals used by the way in film development bias towards light skin Right. Because the engineers that are working on this have been white people. So they test it mm-hmm. by taking pictures of themselves or the white people that they're hanging out with. And so, yep. so long as this takes, as long as the image sensor or this type of film emulsion uh, makes white people look great, then it's great. Okay. But what if you take, what if you take a picture of a person of color, particularly someone with very dark skin, but they're going to say, Oh, what can we do about it? We didn't have any people of color anywhere inside the office because, well, we didn't hire any of those people. Well, okay, you just answered your own question there, <laughs> yeah, but let's we'll move on from that. Um, but it was very—it's uh, very, very good that uh, Google decided to give some attention to this, both within their own work and also within the keynote. Uh, they are developing brand new algorithms for image processing that they're going to be using, and also allowing other uh, other manufacturers and companies within the the Android ecosystem to use that uh, addresses the lack of representation uh, of non uh, of non-white skin uh, in image processing uh the new algorithms are being developed in concert with experts in this area thousands and thousands of photos of people of color are being used to train a brand new model with also uh, augmented with human feedback and input on which of these photos that are being created look good which are coming up short uh, a lot of it has to do with uh, tint. What a lot of it comes to has to do with exposure. Uh, to just to make sure that everybody that gets their picture taken gets the uh, gets the, the the best representation, the most authentic representation. I mean, here we're talking about representation in both a literal manner and in the the abstract manner, where mm-hmm. a picture of a person of color should look like that person instead of looking like well. <laughs> Sorry, we we had white people who didn't go who didn't even like leave the lab very often. That this is optimized for, um, and just doesn't uh, doesn't just affect uh, skin tone either. They're also making adjustments to uh, their portrait mode algorithms. You know these mm-hmm. algorithms so that with the sing- it will pop uh, the subject of the photo from the background. And uh, obviously, another another problem that's associated with this is that it really wasn't optimized towards working with people who have uh, black natural hair. So that's a mm-hmm. to make sure that that outline is crisp and sharp and accurate. Uh, this is uh, it required uh, new optimization. Uh, so this is, they're saying they're going to be deb- debuting this uh, in their software this fall. And once again, it's not going to just be a Pixel Camera app exclusive. They're going to be sharing it with the whole Android ecosystem. They haven't. I don't think they've mentioned specifics on how they're going to do that. Whether that whether that's a hint towards hey, we're going to be making the uh, the, mm. the, the, the the we're going to make the stock Android photo app right much, 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 much better than it used to be. Or we're just simply going to be making sure that however however screws things up, it will stop screwing things up in terms of photographs of people of color. 
Oh, you know, I had written, I wrote the little news ditty about this for Gizmodo about the inclusive image processing. And I just, I like talked about it with a couple of pals in the industry. Um, my, you know, my friends who are people of color are, it's like, well, you know, I'm happy that Google's talking about this because at least if they're putting it out there, that means it's being put out there, right? Which is something that we need to consider. Um, and I have to be quite honest. I was not totally aware of how deep the bias goes in photography until I researched for like the little news story I wrote yesterday. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, it goes down to the chemicals too. That makes perfect sense. Of course it would, you know. So, you know, I, I was like, wow, this is this is great, but it's also very hard for me to listen to this kind of information and again not consider the stuff that I know from the headlines. Yeah. And um at the same time the the person who introduced this news piece, introduced this piece in the keynote was um Samir Smot, who is VP uh of Android and Google Play, who is a uh brown skinned person who was speaking he was speaking about his experience as a brown skinned person, not feeling included by the products that he was working on. And I thought that was a good thing for them to just put out there and say out loud. Yeah. But again, it's hard not to also think about the headlines that preceded yeah. this keynote. So um, things to keep in mind at the same time. Uh, God, yeah. I hate, I hate to say this, but like, it does feel like the companies are competing to see who can like make people feel the most included. And I know that's such a cynical, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a white person saying this very cynical thing that is actually going to benefit a lot of people. But I guess for me, it's just frustrating because I want the institution to change, not just the veneer that's on top of it. So that's yeah. my feeling. Well, it's this is a bigger thing to me than just an algorithm. Okay. Right. At the end exactly. of the day. And and I think it's more than a veneer. Uh, and as the old GE again, I'm the say, cynic here. I'm the no, resident I'm, I'm, cynic. So <laughs> right, no, but but uh, it's it's ve- these aren't uh, these keynotes aren't just hey we booked two two we booked two hours of time on the streaming server. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you, you want ten minutes? That's okay, we'll point. give you twenty minutes. You can get five. This is all very very carefully chosen. So even mm-hmm. be, the content aside, the fact that they chose to highlight this, it doesn't mean that it, it's not as though they didn't have enough material to fill two hours with. They did make a choice for this. So True. whether that's because they feel as though they need to, uh, it would be very very. Uh, it would be desirous of them for whatever reason to make sure that they are addressing some of these issues in their technology, if not inside uh, HR. Okay. That's, that was a choice. I also, I also should mention that uh, I, at the very, very start, I spoke about how this being just a famous, famous problem. Um, Apple has, has never made an announcement of this kind. However, I couldn't, I've, I've said this before after certain Apple keynotes that I couldn't help. They, they've never mentioned that. Oh, and by the way, our, our algorithms are, uh, are unbiased in terms of skin color, but I couldn't help mentioning that when they were showing demo photos during their keynotes, it was a wide variety of skin tones from, you know, for Apple, from, from, from Apple when they're, when they're mm-hmm. showing off, well, here's what the camera can do with our, we've got this new image sensor or here's what the new iPhone 12 can do. 
I, I it was very it was very very noticeable. So whether there are whether yeah. they were mentioned whether this was sort of an unintentional or inte- or subtle way of mentioning that hey look we have we re- we we recognize the difference between a good photo of a person of color and a not good photo of a person of color. Whether this is whether they're flexing on hey we've developed our image processors so that they take good pictures or we decided not to show the majority of the crappy photos that our camera has been taking. We tr- we did we did find this one good one. And we put this in there. Who knows? But that's that's uh, something worth Well, they mentioning. sure found 50 pictures of a dude's orange backpack. So. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. That's, let's get, yeah. Speak, well, speaking of photos, I, I did mention um, the, uh, 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 transgender users. Uh, they did mention they, there was a, a couple of really nice uh uh, f- really nice features that they're coming into photos that address a couple of longstanding complaints. One of which is mm-hmm. they're, they're adding a new private folder inside photos so that you can have a, f- you can have a folder that is just locked via yeah. biometrics or a pin number so that even if you're sharing a phone with somebody like you can make sure that uh, you, even inside your account that or you're sharing an album because I share an album, album with yeah. my husband and like, I don't want him to get everything all the time. Yeah, they <laughs> they know? they used as the example. Oh, well, now I can make sure. Now my I I know that my kids won't see like the the birthday presents that I'm that I'm getting them. But there are other. That's a re- nice rated G answer. Bless exactly. you. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was a topic of discussion. I think in certain conference rooms as they were different putting this together. But uh, it, but perhaps even more important than that, uh, they mentioned this uh, a certain feature that was uh, specifically. Uh, uh, empowered uh, and inspired by feedback from transgender users, uh, the ability to hide certain people or certain events or other things mm-hmm. uh, to make sure they don't appear in your in in memories, so that you know, you know how uh, uh, when you open up the photos app, oh, three years ago on this date, well, it might remind you yeah. of uh, it might remind you of someone who uh, someone used to be in a relationship with and that ended really badly. You don't want to be reminded of that. Might you know remind what? you. We of don't the talk about. We don't talk about friend breakups enough. Yeah. And Google really pushed me and encouraged me to just upload my life into the app. And I did. I went through my high school photos, everything that I had from when I first started doing this digital journey, I put into, I gave it to the algorithm to feed it. Um, but lately, it, the memories feature has been triggering me Yeah, to the point where I'm like, I love that. I love this person even though we're no longer like in a relationship together but it it hurts so much to you know i'm not ready for that and so i appreciate that they brought this feature because this is the kind of thing that they need to consider if they're going to keep pushing us to put stuff into their cloud like i like the memories feature it's like an instagram story for my photos it's great but sometimes it's like it can it can be it, it can be very very heavy. One of the things they actually mentioned during uh, during the the segment on photos is that uh, number one, four trillion photos of video and videos are stored on photos, but however, the vast majority of those are never viewed. So one of the things they keep working on are ways to make sure that these photos don't get lost to your memory. Um, you were mentioning the orange backpack. They're they're introducing a new feature. They're calling little patterns, or at least a new. Uh, point of view where it, it just looks for uh, instead of saying oh well these are all pictures of birthday cakes so there must be let's do this album called birthdays just things like oh well here's pictures in which someone is wearing you seem to have a lot of pictures in which someone's wearing like an orange backpack and and maybe it turns out that that's like your your your, your partner's 
uh, backpack. And that's you taking pictures of them, uh, like when you're on trips or something like that. Okay, so let's do that. Or pictures of cu- it says, oh, well, you have a lot of pictures of cups of coffee, so let's do a little pattern about <laughs> coffee cup pictures. For me, I think it gave me one about pizza or something because this feature has been rolling out like I I don't know for some reason I feel like I've used a feature like this already because they talk about like the cinema cinematography cinematographic cinematic moments thank you you're talking about the cinematic moments and I feel like they've been doing a couple of I don't know anyway yeah. that, that's that's another fun thing that see this is this is why like Apple Apple can say well our when you upload a fo- when you upload your photos to Apple Photos, we assure you that your security and your privacy are paramount and sacrosanct held to our privacy <laughs> standards. But uh, Google is saying, well, we do a good job on that. But hey, here is like a, we just introduced this really great features where if like if you took two pictures of your kid like two seconds apart, which you always do, we can we'll automatically do an animation between those two so, and fill in the in between. So it's like a little two second motion video of like your kid and your dog like playing with each other and people are like wow that's cool apple can you do that we use 8000 bit encryption to make sure no 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 give give us things not, not as sexy not as not, not as, as sexy. sexy it doesn't look as good wow. on the on, on a bus ad shall we say um quickly let's let's talk about wear os they did there was not a big 30 minutes in which they said yeah we've done a bad job with that so far we're throwing out everything and we're just <laughs> and we're making good on everything else still a couple of good ideas uh, interesting uh, uh announcements so uh, wear os and samsung's tizen are now becoming a unified platform where i'm sure more more benefits for wear os than for samsung uh they're touting 100,000 fast- <laughs> percent faster performance all day battery life including the ability to like keep your heart rate sensor okay, running all sweetie. day long i'll i'll believe it when i see it but thanks yeah. so but if that but if that means that samsung will start designing hardware that runs wear os that's a good step in the right direction cuz they make good cpus and they do and their hardware is just clutch i mean i'm about to actually i'm looking into an lte connected one so it's kind of like my next thing and i'm considering a samsung one because i love this active so i'm super excited for this i feel like we're gonna have way more to talk about it though because once this goes live i'm yeah i'm I'm digging in i'm i want (laughs) to see i want to see what they're doing yeah it's 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 all good news. It's just unfortunate that so much of this is that okay, you know, of the list of eighty things that you wish that uh, that are absolutely factually true and fe- real features of the Apple Watch that you wish you could have on Android Wear, that's now like sixty three, and some of them are oh, on that now Google Maps on on Wear OS can serve step by step directions just like the Apple Watch can. And now our music apps, like whether it's YouTube Music or Spotify, can now store music on the device. Again, just like the Apple Watch has been able and to the do Samsung for, Watch and the Fitbit yeah. watches, I think can do that too. Yeah, uh, that so was it, that is one thing that it's going to be confusing. Like, what are they going to do with Fitbit? We just don't know. Yeah, Fitbit. That was that was another big surprise. I'm I'm looking at my notes, uh, the, my my live notes from uh, from the thing, and Fitbit basically got. Uh, Thanks, Sundar. I'm I as when we founded Fitbit 18 years ago, our goal was blah blah blah, and now we're very very ago? happy. Wow. To, whatever. I mean, I I, I don't. Oh. I, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm saying whatever. It was it was one of those like 
uh, and I, now I'm here to, to to show off like what this integration means and how uh, materials materially speaking how we've imp- improved like the Wear OS experience. It was more like I suppose people are going to wonder like if we've got the CEO of a Fitbit like tied up in a storage locker until <laughs> you know no 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 see look he's free he's healthy he's happy yeah <laughs> he's part of the keynote time. even though he had nothing to say I was expecting something bigger uh, from him. Um, he could have so- just been honest and just said, we're really happy the EU accepted this merger. <laughs> anyway. I, I've, it, looks, it looks like I'm in a, I'm in a typical, I'm a t- typical uh, Silicon Valley living room. What you can't see is that this isn't textured wallpaper. These are all $100 bills, which I've painted mauve, that I've wallpapered my entire house with, thanks to the merger. Jingle, jingle, boy. jingle. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, we got a couple other quick hits to talk about after the next break. Uh, we're, 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 to give you some sort of a hint on how practical and immediate these things are going to be for your future, we are calling this section Tomorrowland. Well, we're going to wind up by talking about two uh, two technologies that they were very, very proud to show off at Google I.O. that are actually very very interesting, but are they they were they couldn't help but underscore underline boldface italicize and put into flashing HTML code text that these are research projects. Uh, one is a a a, a, a big big leap forward in how uh, search and how their natural language processes queries. They're calling this the multitask unified model, and this was part of the demo. Was hello, I am a paper airplane. Please ask me what my life is like, and I will share my wisdom with you. Uh, it's, which is a ridiculous kind of sounding demo, but the the function it really was that it really was. I'm not, we're not making it. that it up. Really it really was. was. Hi, I'm a paper airplane. Talk to me. Ask me any questions you want about being a paper airplane and how it can be a good paper airplane for you. Um, but the if to to explain it a little bit better, it really is all about uh, how it can uh, how uh, search can understand context and understand the spread of information in a better way so that mm. how I would put it as to how to how Google search will be able to help you out when you don't know what question you want to ask uh, mm. involving natural language processing natural language generation understanding what how information relates to other information and what they're calling multiple modalities meaning that they can integrate not just text but also video audio everything they have access to so uh, the, the example that I would give, which is not the example they give, they gave is like, uh, imagine being able to type into Google search, why do my brownies keep coming out wrong? And right now that would link you to articles on that have the phrase, how to, what mistakes that people make with, uh, on making brownies, but under a, if under a future improvement to search powered by the multitask unified model, it would say, well, what do you mean by coming out wrong? Sometimes they're too fudgy. Sometimes some people think they're too crisp and you can say, oh, well, they're too, they're too crisp. Like, so well, how, what, and it would, uh, it would be able to explain to you, well, our, what kind of, uh, uh, that's usually because it's baking time is too long or you don't have enough this or that, mm. uh, the, uh, the multi, the multimodal idea. So you're having a natural conversation in which instead of asking, you don't know the question to ask, like, how many eggs do I need to put in? To, how, 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 how do I come up with brownies that are fluffy instead of crisp? How do I make sure that, uh, that, that chunks of chocolate don't melt inside the, uh, inside the brownie? You can have a conversation with an expert that is walking you through like what you actually mean to ask. Um, and multimodality is kind of exciting because it would at some point imagine search asking you, 
like, well, did you, you, so did you recently bake brownies and they came out not the way you liked? Like, yeah, do you have a picture of it? And you send it a picture and say, okay, the, the, the knowledge engine sees that, okay, that was clearly like, it's kind of gooey and it's kind of not fudgy enough. So it definitely what she wants to do is add some more eggs to this to make it a little bit more light if that's what she thinks the problem is. So that could be, that could hmm. be very, very interesting because that's sort of the sci-fi version of interacting with the technology we're looking for, not even asking a question and getting an answer but having a conversation about something because conversations lead you in directions that you didn't initially expect yes. and you learn things that you didn't know you needed to know uh, until you had that conversation. I can't help but wonder though, that uh, I wonder how all this is going to sit with people who already think that Google search is stealing content that Google, uh, their, their defense against this is always, Oh, well, no people, people use search as a, an entry point to the internet. And we send people to we yeah. direct traffic towards this newspaper, towards these other articles. Not wrong. Yeah. And, <laughs> but what's, what's going to happen when, well, thank you for writing that, that article about, about baking brownies. We use this to educate <laughs> our own AI to teach people how to, but I just don't understand why the AI product. can't like cite its sources the way a journalist does, like according to so-and-so. Yeah. <laughs> It does, and, by and, the way. And this is, by the way, uh, experimental. So they yeah. they mentioned that parts of this technology are going to be rolling out in certain cert types of search. That's not like it's going to be a, a revolution uh, to uh, Google search anytime soon. And again, the fact that they decided to provide a can demo where I am the planet Pluto. I am the outermost planet. Oh, I am icy cold. If you're coming to visit me, be sure to bring a jacket. Like, okay, thank you very much. It's uh, the the other thing was excuse even more... me. You're not a planet. <laughs> Who said so? Who said so? It was Saturn, wasn't it? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm gonna okay. I've got the receipts. I'm gonna spill the tea about Saturn. <laughs> so buckle up. Andy has been watching YouTube. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been watching too much YouTube, I know. Well, the, the, uh, if that was science fiction, this is double science fiction. Project Starline. That was even a good, that's even a good name. I now, mean, it makes me want to like get on a bus and take me on vacation somewhere. That's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, so this is, this was weird because they didn't give any indication of what kind of a product or service this could ever possibly be. It looks really, really cool, but it feels it feels like the old days of Google where they would just do research for the sake of doing research and who cares? We're we're we've got we've got hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. We can afford to do basic research. So the the goal is of Project Starline uh, is to create the best communications experience possible in one-to-one chat. So the end effect is that you're sitting uh, across the table from another person separated by a pane of clear glass as far as you're con- as far as you can tell when actually this is just one-to-one chat so it's using high resolution cameras 3d cameras custom depth sensors the display is this what they're calling quote quote a breakthrough light field display so that it you're looking at again it feels like you're looking at someone in three dimensions and life size through this pane of glass so you can point gestures you can maintain eye contact and it's what it's doing is it's actually building a 3d model of you and the person you're talking to and you're looking you're looking at a 3d model of that person being generated on the fly that's wild that's wild yeah the video looks terrific but i'm watching this through like a little corner of a streaming window so i don't know what it's like to look to be there directly if there's a if, if there's an uncanny valley thing going on i also couldn't help but notice 
that uh, one of the participants in one of these videos uh, has uh, black natural hair and this software was not doing a great job Hmm. of uh, translating the outline of her head to the background. So I'm sure that's something they're going to be (laughs) working on. So they say that they had it working in Google offices in the Bay Area, New York City and Seattle. They've done some demos with enterprise partners in health and media and the only thing we've seen as far as the future goes is that they're going to be making trial deployments with enterprise partners later on this year. But again, this is clearly buttloads of expensive custom hardware that make this work. So are they using this for like, again, uh, you, you, you're going to go to a booth someplace and pay like 10 bucks a, a half Not hour yet. to talk no, to somebody? The booth, I think... Is just to try and get the enterprise folks to test it out for them. I think that's really the point of this. Um, I would love for, I would love to be offered a tour of the booth at Google HQ. Because I very, I I do think about how um, it was a perfect time for them to introduce this because of where we've been this last year. And so it didn't seem weird to me. It actually seemed very like, man, if only we had this like during this last year. Maybe it would have yeah. helped some people cope. That was a, a yeah, that was kind of a subtext of a lot of this stuff. And I mm-hmm. should I will add my name to. Gosh, if I, it's it's too bad that that flow is uh, lives on the other side of the country, so close to this Bay Area that I live on the East Coast, so close to New York City, and there is no technology like this that we could demo ourselves as well beloved uh, members of the Google Press community to both do a practical demonstration of it recording a podcast or whatever if only such marvelous tech of technology actually we're manifesting existed. I will, we're manifesting I, we're manifesting but yeah but I'm I'm sorry to cap it off that's uh, that did seem like a a subtext where um they were able to say that look this is kind of demonstrated how technology can be used for keeping people together both as a working business group, as co-workers, and as individuals. Uh, their demonstrations of what they were doing to Google Workspaces uh, with uh, with a Canvas and whatnot, mm-hmm. there was definitely an, an unspoken statement that uh, even though things are not back to normal, but we're starting that climb towards back to normal rest, that was an undefined target uh, all the year last year that workspaces and human interaction are not going to be the same now that so many people were introduced by force Mm -hmm. to all these technologies for being able to maintain contact through technology and them uh, Google be able to step up to the challenge and say, well, we're going to make sure that uh, if certain workers are given that opportunity to work at home several days out of the week where we want to remove all the excuses that businesses and employers have to not allow people to do that. We're going mm. to say that we we're giving you tools. We're giving you workspaces that allow people to be as productive, if not more productive through the, uh, through technology as they can be face to face. I don't think anybody wants to totally remove face to face interactions, but there are times where that's the better idea. There are times like, again, when Flo and I are recording this podcast where that's not possible. Thank Thank you all for uh, being members of this, uh, supporting this podcast, either through advertisers or through memberships. We cannot afford to fly to Chicago some point in the middle (laughs) once a week to do this uh, as much as we would like to do so. Yeah, Chicago's Uh, a nice city. It's a lovely city. You ever, you know, I've had... (laughs) 
I'm sorry, I'm about to go through all the reasons why I like Chicago. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, again, it's past midnight as we record this. Uh, so th- 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 that was something they could have said to justify its existence in a very emphatic way in 2021. And they certainly said that. Well, is, there, is, is there oh anything we haven't gosh. talked about that we kind of needed to get to? No, no, no. I'm I'm tired. Here's the other. Yeah. No, and I'm not just saying. I'm listen. This is not the end. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because <laughs> the thing with all this stuff is like we got to get this stuff in our hand. We got to download the demos. We got to email some people and say, hey, can we get some <laughs> clarifications? And so you know, there's going to be a lot more from this coming out. But I will say the one presiding theme over this entire entire Google I.O. is that, God, there's still so much stuff that we're going to be covering. <laughs> we are going to be in business for a good long time. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> fine. Guess, that's fine. Uh, so, Flo, what are you going to be writing about in the next week, if I, as if I didn't know? Uh, I don't know either. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I really don't. <laughs> knows what's gonna happen it's i'm still writing adventure. about google io this yep. week for gizmodo so check that out um and i think i've got a twitter thread going at oh that flow with all my google io coverage if you're interested um i was also on clockwise this week by the way uh, here on the relay fm network if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about the inclusive new camera features coming to supposedly the next pixel that's a great episode to listen to it's only half an hour so it's a quickie uh, and I'm doing my usual uh, weekly high-tech Heidi Ho on NPR, WGPH Boston's NPR station on Friday at uh, 12.30. It is now Wednesday. I'm still – actually, no, now it's Thursday because it's 12.04 a.m. And so I'll have so I'll have like a more condensed and less intense way of talking about Google I/O. This this is going to be fun because I decided, decided that normally I have I put I put together four or five different topics like the 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 hosts of the show choose whatever usually three that they like i'm just going to say look here are eight different things from google io that might be interesting plus a few things that have nothing to do with google io and i have no idea like what they're going to think is the most important or the most interesting i can just say look i don't want to and the thing is it will take me so much less time to simply write up like all eight topics than to choose which one to put in say look just i don't want to deal with it you're gonna you're gonna make this choice in 10 seconds i'm gonna take three hours to make this choice you do it so uh as mentioned before go to relay.fm slash material both to send us email and give, give us feedback on the show or any other topic you like to talk about we will also happily accept your memberships that's a little extra for getting uh, extra episodes uh, that we're pu- putting together on a more regular basis. We've got another recording coming up in a few weeks in which we're going to mm-hmm. be discussing a recent book that we've both mm-hmm. read. We've got one that's dropping. When is our uh, has our latest bonus episode already dropped or is it dropping? Yep, it dropped show? last week. Dropped we've got week. a bonus episode with our buddy Russell Ivanovic from Pocket Casts. Yes. So that's going to be that, <laughs> that was that that was a fun conversation. We're Sorry doing- Russell, I said your name during a tired tired scene so it is that's what happens we are gross i think i think it's best for all of us if we just say (laughs) thank you everyone so much for listening to us this week we hope you listen to us again next week until then be happy be safe be healthy we love you so long bye everyone (laughs) 